Crystal Deal With It focuses on bridging the gap between where you're at now and where you'd like to be. We'll explore wisdom and techniques from a wide variety of domains and industries and apply them to your unique challenges. I love developing frameworks, processes, and storytelling metaphors that enable personal and business growth. Through actionable next steps, we'll build momentum and confidence. My goal is to help you clear roadblocks, do more with what you have, and realize the potential of yourself and your team. So throw your challenges my way and Crystal Deal With It. First, an AI statement that all elements of this episode are products of the author, Chris Kreuter, and made without the use of any AI tools. This is part 11 of our Summer Principles series. This episode can be listened to by itself, but for greater context, refer back to the intro episode number 32. Note that the principles in this series are what work for me. They allow me to thrive and live my values as best as I can. I'm not advocating the adoption of my specific set of principles. Rather, I'm attempting to showcase the power of principles by providing more context on how they can be defined, codified, and embedded into the thoughts and actions of our lives. Principle number 11, create beneficial things with passion. So where does this principle come from? Whether it's writing, drawing, building, designing games, developing processes, podcasting, or whatever, creating is one of the core threads weaved within my life. This principle codifies this inherent element of my personality, but it does so in a way that reminds me what I create should be of benefit to the world, and that it should be done with all the energy and passion that I can muster. Producing things for the sake of producing them doesn't really cut it, or in other words, quality over quantity. It's important for me that what I create be as true to myself as possible, my personality, experience, perspective, hopes, fears, etc., And the word beneficial in this principle is vague on purpose. We should be mindful of the potential benefits of our work during its creation. But often, a work's actual impact will differ from this vision or intent. The scope or manner in which the impact happens is inherently unpredictable. A work's interaction with the larger consciousness of the universe, or the audience, is mostly out of the creator's control. So why is this principle important? Creating things is an exciting and bold act. The act of creation makes us vulnerable. It's our yearning to put a mark on the world, however ephemeral. To create is to add something to the world, providing tangible output for all the inputs we take as requirements for living. And sharing our work can create a sense of fear. But if our work is to benefit some and comes from a passionate heart, then we shouldn't let any fear stop us. And there should always be substance behind creation. That substance may not always be fully recognized by those who interact with our work, but we should avoid frivolity all the same. Every act of creation is a sharing of ourselves, an extension of our consciousness made manifest, so let it be as meaningful and glorious as possible. How does living this principle impact myself and others? We shouldn't worry about the reception of our work. If a creation is being made honestly and with the right intent, that in itself is success. That being said, it's certainly nice to see our work interact positively with the world. But the paths others take to our work and the manners in which they interact with it, as I said before, that's mostly out of our control. And you shouldn't let this reality discourage you. We should create because our souls demand it, not because it's demanded by our perceived audience. We should be aware to not create at the cost of subjugating or belittling others. Be wary of building tools that others might use to hurt others. Consider this from the start of design, being sure to consider, as best as you're able, the potential impacts beyond your intent. 
An example here would be hiring a sensitivity reader to read a late stage draft to ensure you're not inadvertently marginalizing a group. It's important to recognize what we've created in the past. Past work may look amateur or unfit through the lens of current you, but never shy away from that. As we gain experience, our ideas and principles change. We grow. For better or worse, that past work was a stepping stone to where you are now. It should be respected for the momentum, clarity, or skill development that it provided. And that's just your relationship to the work. It's really important to remember that the audience exposed to it have their own relationships to it, regardless of when or why you originally created it. Have you ever watched an old movie or read an old book and have it resonate with you? Who comes to it from a different set of experiences, perspective, and time? A great example here would be Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, a book written by a Roman emperor over 2,000 years ago, a book written with the intent of giving advice to his son. This ends up being one of, if not the, defining text of Stoic philosophy, referenced and quoted ad nauseum in our modern society, including this podcast. So what does living this principle look like in action? For me, the creative act is a struggle at times, like trying to build sandcastles in high tide. Sandcastles shouldn't last forever. Washed over, they offer up a canvas for whatever or whomever comes next. But the memories of our work, whether our own or our audiences, can have a lasting impact far after the sandcastles vanished. And what makes a sandcastle different than a life? The forces of creation and destruction live inside each of us, creating concepts and patterns of thought. Do we allow the knowing that future tides are coming prevent us from trying something now? Do we revel in the power of waves to level those sands through time? What empowers us, drives us to pick up a pail and shovel and build in the first place? Or kick the foot that accelerates a kingdom's fall so something better or different can be built in its place? We can approach creation with the mentality of an editor, reviewing, refining, balancing the forces within ourselves and what we perceive of the world around us. But there does come a point when you can polish a grain of sand too far. At that point, it can no longer contribute to future sandcastles. The editor within ourselves helps to bring about a work's best qualities so that they might live on in hearts and minds, serve our noblest desires. Which sandcastles deserve to have moats built around them so they last longer and allow more to bear witness to our creation before it fades away to time? In conclusion, what this principle looks like in action is simple, creating beneficial things with passion whenever possible. We'll close today's episode with a quote from the Wu-Tang Clan. We live forever through the work of our art, which inspires the generations from the spirit we spark. And with that, have a great day. If you feel that Chris dealt with it, I'd appreciate your support of the show by sharing it with someone who might benefit. Ratings on your favorite podcast player are also helpful in growing the audience. Visit chriscroyder.com for free downloadable PDFs with notes and resources from today's episode. Sign up for the CDWI mailing list or to send in your problems or requests for future shows. That's C-H-R-I-S-K-R-E-U-T-E-R.com or use the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Chris Will Deal With It.